Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Luke, be a Jedi tonight. Just be a Jedi tonight. Do it for Yoda while we serve our guests a soda. Uh, and do it for Chewie and the Ewoks and all the other puppets. Luke, be a Jedi everybody welcome <laughs> this is a good start uh welcome to this week's episode of walls fancast david evans here uh, on the podcast this week we've got richard hobbs hello everyone we've got roy hoops hello and we've got adam price hello boys and girls uh on the podcast this week we're gonna talk about uh the games against millwall bristol city we're gonna preview the game at the weekend against nottingham forest and of course we're gonna do twitter corner uh firstly it's been a quiet weekend hasn't it really yeah, mm. my phone hasn't been going off the walls. No, there's been absolutely no celebrity action whatsoever. No, nothing. No. Well, I'm around, well yeah. apart from what I'm, you know, Tito Jackson's now all sun everyone. Yeah. I mean, that's a big yeah. news. That's that's Tito, 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 Tito time, didn't we? Yeah. yeah. The f- what first solo album in oh, oh ever? Yeah, ever with yeah. 50 yeah. years. I'm. I, I just got into the ground last night, and he's on the screen with his car, <laughs> and I'm, I'm thinking. God, and I haven't been for a while, but is this is this what happens now? <laughs> We've got Tito Jackson. This is what happens when yeah. you get um, multi-billionaire owners. You get uh, yeah. a random member of the Jackson 5 turn up. Well, yeah. Well, Fulham, obviously. Uh, well, I'm sure we won't have a, a, a statue of Tito <laughs> Jackson outside. Can you imagine if they bail on the Jack statue and get Tito? <laughs> and fair play to him, too, also braving the elements yeah. in uh, he looked, it, a pink yeah. sort of suede suit. Jacket. We wasn't afraid to get that wet. No, he, so. he just had his shirt on. I think with a with a bowler hat. Oh, I saw. Yeah. I think I saw it's an interesting game look. That jacket on. I think then. I just think of the Simpsons with the ma- a man's bowler hat <laughs> with a plum swimming in vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, if um, I can't believe this is how we're going to start the podcast, um, if you've been living under a rock for the last four days, um, you might have noticed, or you wouldn't have noticed if you're living under a rock. Uh, but otherwise, you would have seen the story going around national news. That Mark Hamill, aka Luke Skywalker, accidentally became a Wolves fan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All because of us. He's joining us now. Yeah, so basically, um, somehow, because of us, um, we created national news and Mark Hamill accidentally became a Wolves fan. I'm going to try and do the, the timeline in a second, everybody, but. Um, Obviously, me and Rich through our Twitter accounts saw this a lot, but what did everybody else think of this? I thought, who could possibly be responsible for this? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I whittled it down to, to a, a suspect list of two. Yeah. Yeah. It was... And I whittled it down to a suspect list of one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I do think it was uh, ever so slightly mental. Yeah. Because oh, this went from, oh, that's, that's nice, to national news. Yeah, I like the. Um, I also like the, the range of, of headlines that different uh, media websites gave it from. Mark Hamill becomes Wolves fan. Fine. After liking yeah. Fine. Fair enough. That's, yeah. And then, yes, is it the other one? I think the other one was uh, Mark Hamill accidentally becomes Wolves fan. Again, factual. And yeah. then the one which I mentioned uh, the other day was um, Mark Hamill becomes Wolves fan after quote unquote Twitter mishap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so is that all this was? Yeah. A Twitter mishap? No, surely. Yeah. So let, let's just do a, a quick uh, rundown of how this happened. So basically, through my uh, personal account, I decided just randomly, why not, to send a tweet to Mark Hamill <laughs> saying, "As you do, as you do." Uh, do you like any uh, UK soccer teams? If not, I recommend at Wolves. You know, why not? And he liked it. And I thought, that's yeah. a bit strange. Um, mm. So through the fancast account, I tweeted that he liked it. And that's now confirmation that he's a Wolves fan. Obviously jokingly, which he liked again. What a nice guy. Was. And that was it. And then Birmingham Mail did a story about it, which Bur- was a bit Birmingham Mail had a very quiet Friday afternoon. Yeah. And managed to pull out 300 words on <coughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah. Be, um, liking a post. Yeah, so it was very strange. So anyway, that was that. And then on the way to the ground on Saturday, I kept noticing that he he kept liking stuff from Wolves fans <laughs> yeah. with hashtag Wolves. So I thought this is a bit strange. Maybe he's just having a bit of fun here. So that is where the story, the tweet. You've all seen the news stories about us saying, "Is he a fan? Is he having a bit of a joke?" Um, help us, Obi Wan. You're our only hope. And then all of a sudden, this tweet comes back of he is a fan. He never heard of. Well, we presumed he meant Wolves the club. Two days ago, and it made him feel like family, and this and this is where it spiraled out of control. Now, obviously, Mark has made out that he thought it was the animal. Um, it's a little he's bit not like a comedy actor, actor in the it? pocket sort of thing. He has backtracked slightly, hasn't yeah. he? At one point, you must have been thinking, "We've got him, yeah. we've got him," <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I thought you were on about the animals." Yeah. Um, and I think when you read the tweets, I think you can, from a, a non-sports fan potentially, <laughs> maybe you can see that. But of all the people that tweet him, yeah. I haven't looked through his likes, but I guess obviously it's caught a bit of attention. So, and you obviously may mention that he's liking a lot of the stuff, but he must get sent loads yeah. of stuff every day. Well, there's day. a good piece in The Guardian who did a piece on this, which he's trying to say. <laughs> Guardian <laughs> and the fancast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who said that he's someone who does like to like a lot of stuff on Twitter yeah. anyway. Mm, so he's probably okay. just liked random stuff. And yeah. But it's more the fact that Surely he would have put two or two... Like, he would have looked at the account who sent yeah. him the I was going to say, clearly he never clicks on the at account yeah. or anything. That, like this? I think oh, he, like just, well, I think I he look, probably I just likes anything that's he's mentioned in it as long as it's not, yeah. like... Dangerous game, Mark. Always check the ats next yeah. time, yeah. Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this spiral... Was it Sunday afternoon? It just hit up on BBC News. I the, think on the Saturday night, um, it got covered on Channel 5's Football League mm, show. Yeah. And then I I woke up the next day to three separate people texting me either that or the fact it had just been covered on BBC yeah. News and being like, what is actually happening? Yeah. So I don't... Because it's not news! <laughs> <laughs> so it was really strange. And obviously, Mark, you kind of get the feeling he's done a bit of backtracking. And he has also said in the tweet that he'd actually prefer to support Liverpool because he really likes the Beatles. Um, but he's been really good with it, actually. He's been really funny on Twitter with it. Um, there was one, some, a Newcastle fan tried to tweet him saying, do you, um, do you like magpies? Mag- 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 and he said, oh, is this another <laughs> sport-related trick question <laughs> again? Um, but I think we need to clearly point out, we weren't trying to trick Mark Hamill. <laughs> we were genuinely trying to see if he wanted to be a Wolves fan. <laughs> and basically, um, Tito delivered the goods. And now it's your turn, <laughs> <Yeah>. Mark. <laughs> um, but, has there ever been a 
weirder come down from aiming for Mark Hamill and getting Tito Jackson. Isn't it Mark Hamill was clearly the placeholder until yeah. Tito, <laughs> yeah. until Tito got to the town. to Zenga? <laughs> Just a wait, what? I mean, it's been it's been in the BBC, the Guardian, the Telegraph, Enemy for one. Remember, it's been Enemy, yeah. Um, the re- the reply that he sent to us has got over two and a half thousand likes, which is quite nice to see. Mm. Um, I think it's been as well because I, when I go on like News Now walls just to see who we might be signing and get an idea, expecting a little bit of coverage, it's all in there, and then it flags up what countries' publications. So I think yeah. it's been in like obviously some of the American publications, mm. the uh, the Irish Examiner, and then I think um, you may be coming to it now, Dave. Like last night was a bit surreal because then the walls obviously alluded to it with one of their tweets, and then there was a little montage on the screens as well. Oh, on the the, the, um, the match last night. Yes. Yeah. Did you want to see yeah. the video they did? Yeah. Uh, early yeah. on with um, I, with the yeah. Millennium Falcon landing on the, <laughs> yes. on the new pitch. I haven't seen this. Oh. <laughs> I, I stood there and I thought, I hate what I've created. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping the club will put say, it out because it is actually a well done video. Yeah. Did they do the story just this? The video. Uh, no, I was hoping he was going to have a look like. I was hoping that when it revealed Luke at the end and a Wolves badge pops up on his uh, robes, it was going to actually say Wolves fancast or something like that. But mm. it didn't, sadly. Um, yeah, it could have mentioned us, you know. Yeah. You know, could have mentioned uh, J- us. Jason, Jason did, uh, he, did he gave us. From I where know. I was, it was actually quite loud. It was it, one of those things that it kind it of played wasn't it long. Through, it. And it was like, clearly they want to like, move on to the next bit. It was like, uh, something Wolves fancast. I was like, wait. That's us. It was yeah. like, but I didn't hear what it was in relation to. Yeah. Um, so firstly, I think, gentlemen, I think we need to give a round of applause to Mark Hamill. Firstly. Yeah. Well Being done, Mark sport. Hamill. Do you think we'll see him down in Molyneux? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Do you think we'll see him down in Molyneux? Do you think there is an opportunity that this could actually happen? Mark I Hamill. I think, I think so. Yeah. 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 He's come too far now for him to not do. I don't know how often he visits uh, these these shores, okay. but. Isn't he in the UK at the moment? He was in South Bend recently, yeah. wasn't he? I guess so. I guess so. He's filming for The Last Jedi. Yeah. We'll probably be here. Oh, and you would think there'll be a UK probably. premiere when it, it comes over in December, so you never oh, know. Oh, yeah. Fancast meets Mark Hamill. It's a packed, packed <laughs> Christmas schedule. He's got his pick of games, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, take your pick, Mark. So I think this is going to go down as one of the weirdest moments of my life. Um, Any more you want to reveal? Is it on your CV and LinkedIn profile? What I've, it's actually on LinkedIn yeah, now. Yeah. What, I've, what I've done is I've deleted my whole CV and all it reads <laughs> is made Mark Hamill a Wolves fan. Yeah. Yeah. What your CV should just be a montage of the news articles. Yeah. Yeah. Going, this is all you need to know about me. Yeah. Um, Am I hired? Yes. So just just go, go on Google and type in Mark Wolves if you just Mark Hamill Wolves if you've not seen this. Funnily, I saw a tweet from 2011 when we played Liverpool. When Adam, Adam Hamill played, came on to the sub, and people, and apparently Jamie Redknapp said, "Oh, that um, Mark Hamill came on today. He was quite good." Mm. Oh. Which was uh, quite funny to see that. But um, yeah, so Mark Hamill, Wolves fan. Hopefully, it was been a great four days. Can you <laughs> can you imagine if like we get Liverpool in the cup at Molyneux this year, and then he's like got really divided oh, like, loyalties? Oh, we'll have a half like, and half scarf. Yeah. Oh, well, oh no, because somebody did ask him. Um, you know, you can't. Oh, I heard you, you support Liverpool, and he did come back with, "Why? Why can't I support both?" Mm. So maybe he does support Wolves then. Yeah, yeah. he can't support two he can't teams. Support both. That's, yeah. no, that's no. just not that's not, not, not allowed. Sorry, that's not, that's not allowed. Yeah. Anyway, Mark Hamill, Wolves fan. Congratulations. Welcome to the club. <laughs> Welcome, Mark. <laughs> Welcome.
See Hashtag was, welcome, Mark. See you at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> if, we, if, we, if, we get, um, if we unveil him with a, with a mock-up WhatsApp t- conversation <laughs> yeah. as there is the trend. Is he the technically video. a free signing? Can we still get him yeah, outside well, of... Yeah, yeah. Free yeah. signing from the boo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now it's Mark. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, we're going to get on to the games in a second, but just firstly, there is some big fancast news coming. Not this. Oh. There is some big fancast news coming in the next few days. Um, so just to say, check your social media channels, search for Wolves Fancast, and you'll see what it is then. But... Um, for us, it's it's big. It's not Mark Hamill big, no. but it's it, it's there, isn't <laughs> I don't it? Know. In terms of what falls fancasts are as a podcast, it's it's it, a new it, level. Isn't yeah, it, it's taken a kind of a. Some might think that we kind of just rock up on a Tuesday night and just talk nonsense for an hour, which we do. Yeah, but there is a level of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, and we've worked quite hard on this with about five different people to pull this off. Yeah. So, yeah, it's looking to be really great, and yeah, I think. A lot of you will enjoy it as well. People are going to be so disappointed now. Yeah, it's... Let's <laughs> leave it there. Yeah. 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 i tell you what, that new audio equipment's going to be pinpointed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll move on then. And uh, we'll talk about the last two games. Firstly, let's talk about the game on Saturday. And Wolves won 1-0 at Molyneux against Millwall. A Jota, lovely Jota goal, gave Wolves uh, the victory. I know we've got Bristol City, which we can go into more detail in a second. Uh, what were people's general thoughts of this game? Mm. We kind of dominated it from the start. It's, yeah. like, it's one of those one. It's one of those one of those games where we're always in control, pretty much from start to finish. But then, as is Wolves, we have, we have elements mm. of silliness at the end where we almost, as if we almost it, wanted to give them an equalising goal. And it was one of those games where, and we, same as some other games at the start of the season, where you want us to kill off teams, and we actually. We didn't, or we just couldn't seem to be able to, yeah. to kill them off. We almost like held them at arm's length for for most of the game, and we didn't look troubled apart from a shaky first two minutes mm. when they essentially started with possession, and the last couple of minutes when they kind of threw everything forward in and last chance saloon. But we never really got out of third gear to like do anything more well, than we were one so, nil. We were so comfortable. There was that point near the end when they had that um, shot from outside the box, mm. which Rudy just saw and saved fantastically. Mm. But it was one of those games, kind of like last night, which we'll talk about, that we could have easily just drawn that game after being yeah, so dominant. Um, let's talk about Jota's goal first. Like the, ho- the whole of it. Just the, the, the build-up and the sprint and just the shot was I didn't realise how good it was initially. Like, I didn't... I saw him kind of pick up the ball and think, oh, he's, oh, he's just dribbled. He's almost like... He's got the ball, he's knocked out his feet, taken a touch and knocked home from the edge of a box. It was only when I saw it back, I was like, no, he's picked up a ball, what, best part of 40 yards out and carried it to about 25 yards out. And I mean, he's just he's, he's, he started to move off and then I think, I can't remember who passed it to, but he bobbled up in the air and he, he just took, he took the ball away and then Marshall did like, um, well, he was zigzagging a mm. bit. And then it was an absolute thriker. But I still, I still think as Wolves fans, we still, I don't think we're still used to players actually shooting from outside yes, the area. Yes. I think that's what, that's what like makes you stand up and go, oh, that was bloody good because we think we've actually got someone who, who's actually it's, wants to shoot from outside the area. Isn't I this think, a lovely, lovely thought? I mean, I think we could probably speak about. Is it how are we saying it? Jota, Jota, Hotter, or just any of the above? Should we call him Silver? And should we call him Dia? <laughs> should we call him Diego? What is it, Diago? Diago Don't Diogo, make me yeah. sit. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <doing> my... <laughs> Diogo. Come on, guys. Um, Jota. I think yeah, Jota. Jota. Yeah, Jota. I think Jota. Jota. Maybe he's got us. Yota. Oh, Yota. You know, I think 
I don't think he's had a bad game playing for Wolves so far. No. He has been... He's made more of an impression so far than Helder Costa mm. did it this time. It's been a revelation. Also, when, we, when we signed him, didn't people start saying that he's supposed to be better than Costa? Mm. Yeah. And I we mean, were going, oh, don't be silly. It was someone mm. who was playing for Atletico Madrid last season yeah. in their first team. And, you know, just everything about how he plays, just he, he is a stunning footballer. Mm. And, you know... If we could, if we could do another Costa and sign him in January, mm. I'd be a massive boost. For I mean, it was so bizarre that we were just so comfortable in passing the ball around, and in that last kind of twenty minutes, Millwall just backed off completely. Mm. We were just passing like it was like a practice match. Sometimes we were just casually, yeah. and Millwall, Millwall weren't even troubling us at all. I think it's just the the confidence, and it's there's the, the difference now in the midfield from last season is is crazy, and obviously people like Dave have left and. You know, obviously, we come across uh, Savile, for example, and they are wills apart in terms of the technical ability. But what gets me is when they're in trouble, they don't look at the easy option mm. at times. It's like you can't get that ball to that player yeah. there. You need to clear the line. And I think going back to the goal, you know, the, the running in itself, but then. I mean, he struck it, but he struck it with precision as well mm. from where mm. he was. It wasn't a blast. It wasn't a low. It was, I'm going to pick my spot and I'm going to deliver it. And I just, for how long, I mean, we can go into another discussion about Jot and how long he'll be around for, but it's just amazing to watch. He's, yeah. He looks a real yeah. revelation. I love how, like, whenever ball comes to him, his control, it's like one step better about it. You know, however quick it comes... He doesn't kind of get trapped in his feet. He almost knocks it half a yard away from himself to almost continue that movement. So he almost does two touches for a price of one. In the sense of kind of, he's always got, like, ball, come, and he's already off. Yeah, and he's thinking his and next it, move. Yeah, and he's all, like, he doesn't need to take that touch to then push away. He's already gone, and, you know, you don't really see tend to see him lose it from that. Yeah. Um, and they were backing off him, backing off him all the way. Millwall, yeah. there, there was two of them. When Marshall was making his run, mm. and he, he was just getting closer and closer and closer. And I thought, is he going to look? Is he going to try and look for a pass, yeah. or is he going to? Is he going to smack it? And, and he kind of just he just paused, didn't he? He had all the time in the world mm. just to take that mm. shot. Yeah. And like I say, as Hoop said, just precision in the corner. Yeah, Keeper like, was just left floundering, and just, it was well, amazing because he. It's like he clearly knew exactly what he was yeah. doing. It wasn't he's like, done this before. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like he was going to get a nosebleed. Just like, I'm just going to have to hit it. It was like, yeah, no. Uh, apparently, in his post-match interview, he got asked, oh, is that the best goal you've ever scored then? He was like, no. <laughs> this week? <laughs> I think he just said, one of. Yeah. <laughs> one of. But the, the thing see, you, see more they're all good. But when you compare his uh, composure to even Cavalero, who will come into, I'm sure, for the, uh, the next game, and, and Bright, for example... Mm. It's so different, mm. you know. When when I look at, I won't uh, sort of skip too far ahead here. But when you look at some of the recent chances, but that particularly on the uh, the game last night, and you compare it to Jota, Jota just got that as as Rich was referring to that edge about him, that confidence that mm. you believe that he's always going to either hit the target or, or score. Whereas yeah. other players, I think, I don't know if it's a confidence issue or he's just that. Much better, actually. Yeah, I mean, uh, it kind of stems down to what you were saying in terms of when we get the ball, they just have this assurance that mm. you can pass it to me. If I've got a man behind me, it doesn't matter because I'm going to have the confidence that I'll find the next man. Mm. And it kind of breeds throughout the team. So it means even players like Danny Bart, who I think the last two games has played really well, mm. 
actually his fundamental flaws haven't been picked up because he's got players around him like Neves who will come to you know within five ten yards of him to get the ball off him and that kind of breeds confidence in him and then everyone else yeah he doesn't need to hoof it no. as what saying because mm. he can even if there's a man like probably under previous regimes if a man was closely marked he just think well I'm just going to clear it okay. yeah. Yeah. now as you say there's there could be Neves say Siotta anyone can still have a man within like on them in a good radius and yeah. you can still think no I can still I can still pass it to you because I know and I'll do the next bit yeah, yeah I know mm. that they'll with their movement the team's got now he can play it off to someone else yeah. or if it's Yotta's case I'll just take it past him yeah. <laughs> so, so just give it to me anyway and I'll do what I do best but I just think we're so lucky yeah. to have someone like him mm. uh, playing for us because he's just so far ahead mm. of anyone in this yeah. league yeah I don't think we've done it yet this season but uh, workings, workings man, working man and man of the match for Millwall who would you have given it to would it have been Jota probably still Jota for me I think uh, We'll probably touch on it again to a Bristol game for how much treatment he got. But there is something amazingly compelling about a footballer in this era who doesn't go rolling around even after he's been fouled. Mm. He, je- he he gives what he gets, doesn't he? Yeah, he gets up. Like, you know, go down. And as friend said, he stays down just long enough for him to get a booking and then he gets back up. But he doesn't sort of need a physio to come on to walk him off the pitch. He wants to get back on with it. And he doesn't go hiding either. And... I think Costa did that a couple of times last season when someone really gave him treatment he'd go quiet mm. whereas Jota is straight back on it and you know there was a nice bit in the Millwall game it might have just been after he'd been clattered for O'Brien's first yellow mm. absolute crunching tackle but he got up and then all of a sudden you saw him on the other, end, other side of the pitch and just barging there <laughs> fall back <laughs> off the pitch a proper blatant barge but, yeah and it, but I loved <laughs> it because it was like no, you're not going to push me about. I'm not going to be intimidated by this. I'm going to keep going. That's good and, though, isn't it? So if you're going to hit yeah, me, then I'm, I'm going to come, come back. back. And you know, it, it, it's not... A, Within the laws of the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, exactly. It's not me. But it was like, it was so kind of me- measured aggression. Yeah. Like, mm. it, you know, it's probably because he's played under Simeone. So it's like, he is on the brink of... Like, if you're going to be nasty, he's the guy, he's the teacher that's to go That's bizarre to. when you think of it. You've got a player who technically still under <laughs> yeah. Simeone. Yeah, like, but he'll do that, but he could have very easily, and I've seen Wolves players do it, lose their head and go to the other side of the, bit, other side of the pitch and just boot the player off and get a booking. But he did it to a point where it was like, okay, I found him. He knows I'm not going to stand for it and I've not got a booking for mm. it. And you go, that's, that's an intelligent player. I have to say as well, special mention to Cody as well for the Millwall game because... Oh, that spray. He's oh, been, that I, I came to them, there's like four of them. There's yeah. like, I mean, 40, 50 yards dropping each time to like whoever was on the wing at the time. Mm. And I was like, well, this is nice, isn't it? Yeah. You've got air centre half, <laughs> right? Yeah. Who goes, oh, <laughs> calm down, Connor, please. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're spoiling us. <laughs> just, <laughs> just throw, devil, you throw devil. a wink at Neves as well. I mean, it was, worth, it was worth the admission for you alone. Just that Yotta goal and then Connor's, Connor carried his yeah. four or five passes. I mean, he was... Uh, it's ping, pinging it wide. I thought, but they must have done some sessions with Neves after mm. training. This is how you do 40 yard passes. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, I just thought he's brilliant. I thought, I like mean, one of those montage sequences you see. Yeah, still, <laughs> like, I think that's an 80s montage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting better each time. Yeah. The best, soft rock music. The best. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna need a montage. End, end, I assume ending on a sunset of Compton. Yeah, it's just <laughs> from walking off high five. Yeah, <laughs> um, but like you can see that that is a very definite game plan and. Mm. All we need is for 
I think Doherty was guilty of it once or twice against Bristol, but not being quick enough almost to catch on. But if they're going to tuck in, that he just needs to start running because he's got players in this team now, as you kind of alluded to, who will find that space and will get it to land. Mm. And he won't have to kind of stretch for it. You know, I thought Sace as well was mm. fantastic Saturday. I think yep. he did everything that Neves did in terms of keeping the ball, but he gave us that aggression in the middle of the park as well. So, like, whenever Mill did come anywhere near the halfway line, he was straight on it. And he's normally, he's normally good for a book, and as you say, so is, yeah. I don't, has he got one this year yet? I'm not sure if he has. Well, has the line been tamed? I'm sure he yeah. has. Yeah. I'm say, sure he's got spe- a book in. Speaking of getting a book in, Alfred and Day looks like he's tasty. He's got a, a few in him. In him. <laughs> he's got a few in him. <laughs> Talking of bulldozers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he came onto a pitch, he made it. Oh, he looks like he's got a lot of energy. I was like, yeah. Let's get <laughs> Yeah, Day had a nice debut. They had a nice yeah. uh, little substitute debut, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. He, I think he's going to give us a little another different dimension about centre midfield. But you've got Neves and, and to be fair, Day looks like he can pick a pass as well. Mm. But he looks like he's got a bit more, I don't know, defensive steel. Pre- yeah, steel. You know, I think in the Millwall game, I think Savile bounced off him. I mean, Hayward like, probably physically w- like bounced <laughs> off him. Hayward would probably work. How I, how I see it in my simple mind is that he's a destroyer in the middle of yeah. the, the pitch, right? And then he will just smash the shit out of someone, get the ball, and then lay it off to Neves, and Neves does yeah. what he does best. That's how because Sace and Neves are kind of similar <coughs> in the role they play. They're both capable of doing similar things, but mm. Neves probably can do better. So Davendai, who's a like I say, the the, the general I think he'd in the middle who will tackle the tackles in, get the ball. I mean, he's quite clearly capable of doing the, doing the good stuff himself, but mm. he'll, obviously Neves is there to one who can do he the best. He looks like he's there for the muscle. But he, I'm sure in like his um, interview, his first interview with a club, he described himself as like an all-action box-to-box midfielder. I was like, I like the sound of that, but... We also had a number so four. So basically Darren Potter then. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I've been hurt before, Alfie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I thought, you, I thought it was great. Was bitten twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we'll, we'll move nicely on to uh, last night's game. Tuesday night's game. It was a thrilling game at Molyneux. Three all against Bristol City. Uh, Bonatini, Jota and Danny Bart with the goals for Wolves. Bart's equaliser, sealing the point to Wolves where it went back and forth between the two teams who, who was in the lead. I'm going to say for this again, fantastic possession play, fantastic going forward. But what, like the kind of like the game with Millwall, was this the early signs of perhaps some frailties in defence? I think mm. it's it's a it's a difficult one because I think because you play so expansive at times, and as we we're alluding to by either playing for the middle or balls out wide, uh, often we play on the counter attack as well. So I think. If a move doesn't work out, you are going to be susceptible. But I think what we'll probably get onto is perhaps where the goals are stemmed from. You know, more sort of set pieces. Yeah, um, it's wise, been, yeah set pieces uh, you know. has been the, the Achilles heel, yeah. really. So yeah, far. and I think from, from what what I've seen of the games that I've I've been to this season, um, a little less than, than you guys, but from what I've seen and looking at last night, um, I'm still a little bit concerned about Miranda in terms mm. of his distribution. Mm. Um, I agree with Rich. I thought Bart has looked composed. Obviously, Bolly prior to that looked very good. Um, I'm probably being really harsh here. We'll probably talk on the goals, but I'd need to look at it again. But the the one uh, of it, the first one, could Ruddy have punched it further? Could he have caused it? Was it too There was congested? about three or four errors yeah. in it, and I think yeah. it like, was a bit of pinball, wasn't it? Nevers, Nevers and Die had the, yeah, the ball, the ball they, come across them, but they're both in the same position, and they both could have 
just one of those where we just couldn't clear our lines and it almost doesn't matter it almost doesn't matter how good you are technically you've got Um, got all that madness of the ball yeah it just like you know it takes deflection to go in as well yeah and just like we just could not get it out and I I thought it kind of came against the run of play but it was like from a set was from that free kick which then came to be a corner and we just could not get out of the box Mm. at that point and Let's just talk about zonal marking first. It's the system that Wolves have adopted, and I know on our little group chat today we were kind of half and half about it. How do we all feel about zonal zonal marking in general? Is it something you'd like Wolves to do, perhaps man to man? What's everyone's thoughts? Just just mark, just mark players. I don't don't know. I just think, again, probably simplifying it too much, just when there's a corner, just tall people mark the tall people and leave leave the little fast one out, uh, out. you know, up the pitch, seeing so we can break away. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, surely it seems, it seems I to be a bit too like, complicated. complicated. Yeah, I always kind of feel that you need a like with most things. You probably need like a decent mixture of your. You know, I don't see the positives about letting someone six foot five like Aidan Flint have a run on the ball. So I'd always have, um, you know, why have your centre backs mark him? But I can see the usefulness usefulness of having someone stand on the corner of a six yard box of a near post and blocking that near post flick on which is what which is how Wolves scored their first goal because mm. you know so you kind of need to have that balance of marking the space and covering the potential threat to marking the real threat um, and like it's, it's so mad because we conceded from two corners but we scored from two corners from yeah. two, you know, we pretty much went zonal and they went man to man. I think so, yeah. you know, it, I think as long as you do your job right, it doesn't matter what system you're playing. Mm. I think it's an interesting one, and I know it's something that, that gets discussed a lot, particularly on like MF about zonal marking and, and advocates for it and against. Um, I, yeah, for me, I always think, well, it's so, so politically cliche, I'm going to say, but you know, space doesn't score goals, and it's the whole mm. idea that if you mark your man and and, and you're you, you're tight on him. But I think the difficulty that you have in this league, but also that it works for us, is each team will have a flint and you know a big mm. centre half where you know he's, I think he scored the previous week, and you know, so we won't be alone in in having issues against defending corners and also that will work for us when mm. we saw Danny Bath get a few goals I think conceding three goals at home would be a concern and you know we mm. started the season you know really the onus was being built on defence there's perhaps an argument which we talked about earlier prior to the show on, on the chat about how many people are there for the corner and perhaps we're too defensive in one, in one sense you know yeah. inviting pressure on us but I think it's something that, you know, you can't uh, be in a position where you concede three goals at home and someone like Nuno, Nuno even, doesn't address it. So, mm. I don't think it's a huge concern. Because uh, the sort of the too many men back, that sounds like a lyric. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, it's something that frustrates me and it has done for bloody years at Wolves that we bring every single player back into the box mm. and it just invites more pressure. Like, I know it's kind of not the dumb thing anymore, but in sort of Alex Ferguson's Man U teams, you'd always leave two up front, like or at least have one right on the halfway line, one hovering, yeah. because it forces the other team to bring players back, mm. and it almost 
Wow, I can't find it with Wolves. It just leads leads kind of overcrowding yeah. in the box more than you know. It's a detriment more than anything else. Um, so it's so like if we have that extra pressure or relieve it, sorry, it might do extra. But you kind of hope it's something they'll work on and make sure they kind of nail for next time. But I don't know. I didn't actually feel Bristol threatened us too much from set pieces they had a couple of late swings at the end but it was very end to end and you know they, it wasn't like they tore through us they had Jordan um, is it Jordan Lecco? Jonathan Lecco Jonathan yeah. Lecco definitely who yeah. irritatingly good yeah, yeah. Like, he, he's, he's going to be a player, gonna be and, a player. and then the one they spent the money on the striker yeah. number nine I, I was impressed by him I, yeah. I've got to admit I, I was impressed by Bristol City I think they played some nice yeah, um, fluid mm. football and as I said at the start of the season they were my dark horse team and they're living up to that now Do you th- I found it interesting seeing us play against three at the back because they were playing a 3-5-2 yeah. as well or mm. something similar but actually we were getting loads of space mm. and I was like is that how other teams look at us because like they, we, did, we just do it better. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know there are points like we were just exploiting that ma- that gap between well next to the far centre halves and you know mm. people like I mean Cav should have done a lot better but that chance he had where he rounded the goalkeeper the amount of space he had and oh, yeah. you know um, Vinegar down the left hand side was having all kinds of all kinds of joy all kinds of fun uh, Bonatini obviously scored the opening goal but was it a frustrating night that we 2-1 especially we had so many chances mm. to kill off the game and Bonatino I think missed basically two tapping sitters Jota had mm. one which hit the, the post from close um, and Cavalera's obviously around the keeper and off he, got, he got hooked off the line hooked off the line and we kind of saw this in Millwall where are we kind of perhaps seeing the early signs of the argument if we should have bought a striker are we seeing those early I signs said, now when it was 2-2 um, my kind of initial thought is well what do we have off the bench yeah, exactly Yeah. and I like Zero but Zara's been there yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like there's not you know, yeah. I, I was. There's not a might... go-to goal scorer yeah, like, coach. Um, yeah, maybe is yeah. almost like the guy you would bring off from the bench. Does that make sense? Mm. Poach a goal at the end. Well, like, it, that, it might end up being that playing that role. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. when like Costa comes back and we have got a choice, but um, it it it's hard because we score we score so we score three three times at home. Yeah. And we don't win the game. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. And then you look back on the amount of chances we create. Mm. We can't put them away. I mean, someone people were saying that Cavalero should have shot first time when he when he went through, but I don't agree. I thought he did the right thing because he was at an angle. He was, ta- he, was ta- yeah. he was taking the ball kind of away from the goal, and he rounded the keeper. Thought he was fine. Just we just got a bit lucky that you know the defender managed to get back in time. We got Yotas was unlucky when he smashed it off the crossbar from about mm. what and he almost had, he almost scored probably goal of the season an inch the lower first and that's half. another one oh, that, that volley blooming heck imagine yeah, like, that volley going in an inch in. lower and then we're, we're laughing again with three, yeah. I think I think it might have been 3-2 then wouldn't it I think yeah. he scored that so it's it's all it's, it is fine Mark. I think if, it just, if this continues and we still create if we, we create chance after chance after chance as in the coming games mm. then that will come up yeah, the frustration that, that, will that come, will yeah. then start yeah, to, to rear its head in, in you know it, by fans game after game thinking well come on if, if you had pushed the boat out and got a striker in can you remember last time we actually were creating loads of chances uh, it, it is great to see like, like, some, you know, of the, yeah. some of the play that once again mm. was fantastic <laughs> I can't, yeah. you know I'd, we are being treated mm. I've, I've just, you just need are, to see the final end don't it, you we are being treated and I, and I wouldn't be overly concerned about the striker situation because 
We've got so much creativity and also goals are coming from different parts of the mm. pitch. You know, Danny Barr's accepting as Price said. We, we scored three goals ultimately, yeah. Which, yeah. which should win you the game and it should be more than enough. Yes, we had some missed chances, but I agree with that. I, I was, you know, I couldn't be disappointed last mm. night. I could not. I've, I've seen us win games and been more disappointed yes, yeah. mm. because I've come away and thought, well, that wasn't great to watch, but mm. we scruffed it out and we got a 1-0 or, you know, we drew the game, and I, yeah, I suppose it helped because we equalised at, at the end. But I think it was just a brilliant game. Of yeah. Football. Once, once I kind of calmed down and weirdly got out of the stadium, I was like, actually, I tell you what, if I was a neutral watching that game, wow, it, but Tito, Tito enjoyed it, didn't he? Yeah, you, yeah. Tito, Tito's, yeah. He's, he's coming again. Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Next home game, he's, he's phoning Mark. Hey, yeah. this is really is good. You're missing out, Mark. Come on. Is it also here. like the second, probably even third game? Nuno squared up to another manager. Yeah. Loves yeah. it. Well, he said he, he knew Lee Johnson. He like he's no, no, he like he's known for me in the past. I don't know what connection he's got there. Because the beef wasn't yeah. with Holiday Lee Johnson, home? was it? The beef it was with, with, with one of the backroom manager. staff, yeah. wasn't it? Bristol, because he got upset that we were too busy appealing for a penalty when apparently we should have been concerned with a yeah. Bristol City player that was down on the pitch. Well, we're gonna, too early to discuss the penalty. Well, I'm going to say, we're going to talk about, I want to talk about Cav and Doty in a bit more detail in a second, but let's talk about Bristol City's penalty, which um, and we're going to talk about the referee at some point as well. But what do mm. you think on reflection of highlights? Penalty of, was so. You saying it is a penalty? Anyone else? We I think screened? he's. I think yeah. I think because his hands are up in that position, you, you're letting yourself in for it, aren't you? I mean, when, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I mean, I'm yeah. sitting at the other end of the pitch, but when it happened, from my view, I was like, did that not hit his hand? And then sort of the ref stopped. I was like, oh, oh no! I, 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 I was like, yeah. there was like, I'm. I know, it just felt like there was a very much... Uh, I know I know, Vinegar's kind of protested a bit, but judging by the amount of the other players who didn't really do anything, it was kind of a bit... You can't do that. You can't have your hands out wide, mm. clip the ball. It, yeah. They were, yeah. His, hand, his hands were like up at head height. I, I didn't see it at the time because it's the other end of the pitch to me. Mm. I just, I just, I'm relying on, on watching the replays back for it. But yeah, his hand was up quite shoulder high level. And you, you're giving the referee an easier decision. Yeah, it wasn't even like a natural movement. It wasn't like he was throwing himself to block across. His hands were kind of just out there. Mm. And then he pulled him away. But the lino didn't flag, did it? No, well, that's, the, that's, the, that's, yeah. that's, that's the, the very thing, weird yeah. thing is that the lino didn't call it, but the ref apparently didn't actually see it directly because there was no. a player blocking him. I mean, from my, from my view, because so, I was in the, the steel ball, so I was pretty side on with it. And... As Rich says, you kind of that moaning time stops because you see it happen. You think that's a penalty, and then I look directly at the linesman because that's your trigger, and you're expecting him to flag or put these flag by the side mm. of him to signal. And whether or not they're connected, and he sent a message to him because the ref didn't have a good view because, as you say, mm. he was he was he was uh, sort of behind the player, and there was a player in between him and and um, and Ruben. So. It was a penalty for me. I was just surprised on, on how it was given, but I, just, I don't wonder if whether or not the linesman tipped him off there was with a, a headset. I mean, there or, was, you know, a, de- there was a delay. Yeah. Like, it did feel like, it, ever so sorry, like by a second, there was that mm. pause. And, you know, I don't think it was just because we were Wolves fans and we saw it hit his arm and we were like, yeah. Um, you just clench. Yeah. Please don't give it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always give it. No, so on the on the other end of the pitch, of course, yeah. the Danny Bart incident with yeah. with some video that's gone gone around Twitter today. What do we think of that? This has very much divided. Yeah. 
because so, I don't know how I, would you I, when, when I've the rewatched grin. it, I've actually gone. You know what? I don't think it was a penalty. I, I haven't rewatched it, so right. I'm go off I my... didn't think it was a penalty at the time. I think it's tough because I think they've both kind of very much gone for the ball. I also probably don't think we'd be having this discussion if Mane hadn't got sent off for the weekend as much. Um, first yeah. and foremost, I think this whole kind of it's excessive force. It's excessive force is a kind of a separate issue to this. Um, I, I I think the guy's raised his arm up, but actually it's his ball kind of to be won in my head. Mm. And Bart's gone in there, but he hasn't m- met it. I think from my recollection, recollection of it, like I say I haven't seen it again, Bart was probably half a second later to the ball. Yeah. So he's lower and the, the Bristol defender yeah. is like higher reaching it. So And he's coming, obviously coming with some force and Dan is not in a position to, you know, He's in a weaker position, so when he gets hit, he will clatter straight over. I was yeah. appealing at the time. Well, you I was get, appealing yeah. straight away. Yeah, I'm you, just being shown some video here. You've you've got video a video replay, video replay. A great audio feature. <laughs> yeah. You've got to appeal because ultimately, as as in live motion, it looked like he was polarized. Oh, sound. There's live sound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definite penalty. Um, but as as Richard said. It, the honest answer for me is it was a great header yeah. and it was a great clearance and the whole excessive force thing for me you you have to protect yourself so if you're going in to win the ball you have to go in at speed and you have to lift your arms up because that's the only way you're going to get to the ball and he's got there as, as Bryce said a moment or two before Bart so we can't then get out of the way they're going to yeah. collide mm. there's no way that they are are not going to collide, so it looks messy because two big guys have gone up whack. But for me, he's won the ball, um, so it was a good decision. So yeah. what are we saying then? Unfortunately, there was a lot of criticism of the ref last night. These were the two big talking points. Take those away. Is it still a, a poor referee performance? I think the the poor things I thought with the referee, and I don't like to. Kind of do this whole oh well the refs always crap down modding you because you know refs make decisions whether we kind of like them or not and the fact that you know that ref made some bad decisions wasn't the reason why we lost that game it wasn't like or drawn or drawn even yeah. I'm I'm so used to it guys <laughs> I'm still I'm still in Lambert yeah. mode <laughs> not a Nuno mode yet but yeah. you know I, I, the, the disappointing things I found with it is that he didn't clamp down on the pretty consistent and obvious fouls on Jota mm. I think there's four in the first mm. half and there's it wasn't a foul um, but he went down pretty hard um, in the first half and it went out for a goal kick and because a player kind of clashed through him to block the ball it's like well you know they kind of made sure it was like one of those where he made sure he felt it but there's about four fouls and I think there's one booking it's like well it wasn't good enough and they were all very clearly bookable professional fouls my thing with the Bart incident is actually less than where it should have been a penalty I think the ref should have been even quicker to that incident because two players clearly clashed through a header of two you know pretty Mm. big guys and I think I know he's probably following the ball out but it was pretty obvious as soon as they both went splat yeah but did he just carry on running? Didn't he carry on following? Yeah, and it was like I think it was only until everyone was like, yeah. So refs always going to be, they're always going to give decisions you don't like. Yeah, but we've kind of just got to get on with it. I want to talk. Let's talk about Doherty and Cavallero. I mean, personally, I think Doherty was not only fantastic this game, but 
under Nuno. He, he, I don't know what it is. He keep, seems to be keep going on and not leave leaps and bounds. Mm, he yeah. keeps and keeps improving. Even under Lambert last season, he was uh, getting better. But now yeah. it's, it's like it's like wing back was the. It's almost like him. he's reinvented himself yet again. Yeah, because he started as right back and it almost went a bit stale for him. And through injuries and things like that, he ended up at left back and made that position his own for about eighteen months. And he's come in and almost found his position, mm. like his place. But going forward, he was he was fantastic. Was putting all the crosses in, just again, just taking their defender with him when he was coming forwards. He dovetailed quite nicely with, with mm. Cavallero. And then talk about Cavallero as well, because he's he's always been a player who has been on the bench and been the impact player. When he started last night, I thought, oh, are we going to see perhaps the other side? But especially second half, he was. Fantastic again. He was Some brilliant. of the turns, yeah. getting mm. around players, again, unlucky not to, to get that goal in the end. But it was a slow burner for him. I think fir- be... first half he was not always there. Yeah. In the first half he did put that. He did help set up the first goal because mm-hmm. he put the ball down the line for it and died crossing. But then second half he really he really came alive and mm. he was. See, because I still and I, I, I'm actually a big fan of Cav, but I still found him a bit frustrating. Like I, there were just certain points where. I know, especially I know when we were defending, but unlike goal kicks where he kind of took too far back and allowed him to get the ball, and it was almost like he... It might just be that he's not played enough first-team football to play that or have that confidence to be 10 yards further up the pitch. But there's a couple of little bits like that where when we were trying to press as a team, they'd knock it out to the left and their left-back had the space. And, you know, was in possession, you know, he never gives the ball away. We've, we've heard mm. the song. That's how the song goes. Yes. Yeah. And it does go, he never gives the ball away rather than he's going to score a goal today. It's the other assumed lyric. <laughs> that's, just, that's just not factual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I give the ball that's away once, clearly. Yeah. I've seen him. <laughs> but what's great is that we, we, we're having these conversations. Yeah. We're saying, this player's got this player's mm. got this player. It's like, it's so, such a nice change to Where, reel yeah. off players. Well, it's quite good. Um, I, think, I think, again, because he hasn't played that that much recently I think around the 70th minute is someone literally just unplugged him from the mains because yeah, he, he just died on his yeah. feet didn't he I like, was going to say he looked sh- I think that might be yeah. he was he was fine and then I looked back to him and like that was it he just he was just a walking yeah. pace and you could just see like he's by body language saying yeah you know, I, I need take, to come off here because when someone, he got the ball again just after that and rather take someone on he just crossed it first time <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even on this strength or energy to take this guy on I'm just going to cross it in I think it was all those corners second half wasn't it going to oh, the t- but for, for me, it was the best game I've seen him play. I thought yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I said um, earlier, we were talking about Cavalera at the end of season podcast about players who had done well and players who've got more to give. And I was frustrated with Cavalero last year. And Cavalero was probably frustrated with some of his performances, I always felt. And there was maybe an argument of that last night that he takes on the extra touch when he doesn't need to. He needs to keep things simple. But for me, I, I think all game for the, the time he was on the pitch... Sometimes he was unplayable. Mm. It wasn't just his pace. It was just his physicality, yes. how yes, strong he was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks, for me, stronger and fitter than he's ever ever looked. And he goes on surging runs. And to me, the comparison between him and Bright, and Bright came on, and I get why Cav came, came off, but they're worlds apart, again, in terms of quality. And, and Cavalero, for me... I must say, I was frustrated with him last year and I, I had reservations. We all knew what had the potential and people certainly were saying, you know, this guy's better than Costa when we signed him. Um, he was brilliant. He was fantastic yeah. last Where night. Did you know, I think the last year he got 
putting a few positions in there. Like he started off as like the, the winger, mm. then Zenga put him up front for a few games. Yeah, then, then yeah, but tried him in the number ten role. Yeah, so I was going to say, what, bit. what do you see his best position being? Because I was a bit skeptical seeing him play on the right because he's the sort of guy who likes to cut inside and curl one in. Mm. And I could see, you know, there's a lot of talk about him playing that almost false nine role and being central, so he could do that. I mean, and then he played on the right on Saturday, on Tuesday and did pretty well, and he was able to cut inside and leave leave space for Doherty. I mean, if you can't have, could have a pick, like regardless of who else is in the team, where would you play him? Out of curiosity, it's it's a strange one because I actually think I put it this way: I think he's too good to be up front, and the reason I, I say that is. You want to see him run with the ball and you want to see him build possession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. if he's a focal point like Bonatini is and he does that job very effectively and he had another good game last night, you want to see him bring the ball, you want to see him be a carrier. Mm. So it's a difficult one because you wouldn't dislodge someone in centre midfield so he'd probably play on one of the wings. But I, I just think he's... Last night, I think he showed a true glimpse of what he could be. So, in terms mm. of where I would play him, I wouldn't play him up top. Um, I would probably play, play him more for attacking wingers. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. So, yeah. Who would you uh, have your working man's man in the match? Who are you going to tip Ooh. your cap to? Who are you going to give the full pack of carding to uh, for Wolves versus Bristol City? I. Ooh. Oh, I was going to say. Nice I was going to say because I was going to say. Oh, maybe for working man's man of a match, yeah. Danny Bart. Mm. I think, mm. you know, I, I don't think it was a, a great all-round display, but he put his body on the line enough times, and in, you know, and actually, two occasions. Yeah, and you know, he has his share of critics, including probably all four of us at certain yeah. points. But you know, he's kind of he always seems to take it on his shoulders, and it's not for like lack of trying, is it, with Danny mm. Bart? And I think it seems with him that he know he knows he's, he's got on the team because Bowl is injured, but and now he's trying his damnedest to, to yeah. stay in and the you team. Can, and and you know, I think that's yeah, great. To and, see he, that competition. and to be honest, he's, for what, the last four years, he's not really had to work for his spot because everyone knows he's captain. And, you know, mm. he almost knows he can kind of walk into the team, I guess, because of his position where a new guy's come in with a new regime and sort of... You'd like to think though with his mentality that he'd never take his position for granted as such yeah, because yeah. he doesn't but seem he... that kind of character to no, 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 but, no, no. but now, now that he's but got in the team he knows he he's got to work hard now but to keep I think if Bo- I don't know what Bolly's uh, return date is but I'd probably drop Miranda I was going to say you probably on. get yeah. the common consensus would be because I'm not, I'm not saying that he's He's bad. He's not bad. He's probably, of all of their pick of defenders, he's probably the weakest. I was going to say all of their choice. Defenders. If you're looking at weak points in our team, it's probably Miranda. Just because Cody seems perfect in that position. It's getting those two either side of him to complement him really well. Mm. And I don't think Miranda's been bad, but he hasn't set the world alight. And I think Bolly's done that bit more just to. It kind of give you an impression going forward. Yeah, I think I think well, I don't this right. I don't, you wouldn't think over the years he's probably thought, "Oh, no. well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try hard I'm, to get in the but, team." But now there is a sense of new regime. Yeah. I've got an opportunity now to to really squeeze, and where perhaps I am going to be squeezed out a bit. And he's, yeah. he's doing I think great I, for it. You know, I don't, I don't think it's sort of him taking his position for granted as such. But you know, like when Stephen Ward, um, he's a great example of this. He had no competition for his shirt at Wolves, mm. and that kind of automatically. Like you lose your edge because you've, yeah. you haven't got that fear of being replaced, and you know Danny Bart is it wasn't ever going to get dropped for a out of form, out of sorts. I offer mm. 
it just and it was it happen. was a lovely bullet header as well. Yeah, I tell you from yeah. DB. Yeah, um, I, I'd go for Doherty. I mean, again, I want to go for Bath, but yeah. Doherty for me personally. But anyone else for their working man's man of the match? I, I will go with Cav. I will yeah. go with Cav. Yeah, I quite liked him as a bit of a maverick choice. And I was just yeah. quite, just cause, just because yeah. I like Harry just doesn't care and you're back <laughs> but I do the, sen- the sensible choice is like, is, is like Doherty I would agree cause yeah. just because it's, it's, been, it's been spot on I think he hasn't Vin- missed a beat yeah. so far Vinegar again impressed yeah, I think excellent. for someone I tell you I made a comment at the game yesterday that you know if we get the option to buy him for I don't know 5 million and we get the option to buy Jota for 20 million I'd almost be thinking you it's know, just ridiculous we can talk those sums yeah. you know <laughs> but I <laughs> I'm sure, like you know, he's going to have his ups and downs, but he's going to be some player shortly. Mm. You know, well, only 18 as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Got the world. That but again, he's on. He doesn't go down lightly, like yeah. Jota. Like no. you know, you look like when you see him line up, you think, I tell you what, a uh, uh, Storm Eileen's going to blow him over. Again, but, another interesting choice, well, for when. Uh, Douglas, Douglas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, because he, Douglas he started the back. season really yeah. well. Yeah, he yeah. was. I mean, he was obviously assuming. We, we all thought, what well, it's great to have a specialist left back. And when we signed Vinegar, we thought, okay, well, he's under twenty threes. He'll be in that squad yeah, for a while, yeah. playing the League Cup games, which we assume we'd get knocked out in first, second rounds. <laughs> We're still in, of course. Hello, Brilliant. third round. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody made the point to me. Which, uh, you know, you have that moment of, oh yeah, it's the Bristol double. We're we've actually, got we're actually still in the League Cup. Yeah, yeah, but we've got Bristol Rovers <laughs> on Tuesday. We have Bristol City. Maybe we can have an aggregate win over the Bristol City. <laughs> the city area. of Bristol. The city yeah, of Bristol. So it, it, what's all in all, you know what? Usually you'd look at this game and go, oh, you know, we should have really won that game. We should have, but it's nice to talk it in such a positive manner. It's nice that like yeah. we, they got applauded off at the end of the game. Yes. You know, that we went 1-0 up, 2-1 up. We were, we were going to lose it, 3-2. Yeah. We pulled back to 3-3 and they've still just, everyone's applauded them off. It was almost like... Uh, because it was a great game for It was like against Fulham last year when we drew 4-1 and like you could yeah. see just every player on both sides had kind of left... Chops their knees uh, yeah. full time. It's like because you see they'd left everything on that pitch yeah. and, you know, yeah, they, you know, Aidan Flint was winding at Wolves fans and whatever, but you could see those were two sets of teams who'd given everything and, you know... Well, let's uh, preview the game of the weekend. Saturday, Wolves are away to Nottingham Forest. Uh, Nottingham Forest are eighth in the league at the minute with 12 points. Shows you how close it still is. I know it's very early, but I don't want to say a Forest win, but a Forest win puts them above Wolves, oh. funnily enough. Uh, they won their last game on Tuesday night to 1-0 away to Sunderland, who seem to be really crashing at the minute. It could be a double bounce for, for Sunderland. Yeah. It's um, horrible it sounds. They could, they could. do a Wolves. <laughs> they could, yeah. Horrible um, technology. At, at home, they've won two of, of their three games. Uh, thoughts on Nottingham Forest. Again, is it just too early days to, to talk about teams in detail? It's under Warburton, perhaps they'll revive a bit, a bit this season. But eight, they've had not a bad start, I would say. It's Forest. <laughs> we had a 2 0 lads. Like, lads, it's, it's Forest. It's, it's, it's like, there's no point. Like, it's going to sound really harsh and it's going to bite me on the arse now, but they'll let you down. Yeah. But, you know, they'll have a decent start and drift off again, most likely. Um, but last season, 2 0 away win, of course, where we yeah. had that. It was the start of the revival, really, with Lambert. And I know Costa scored that like, really finite goal didn't he sounds about right yeah finite yeah Yeah. Yeah, I remember I think it was Ronan's first start yes he had a great game didn't he on his his debut Um, Um, I mean mean, with this one really again all you can really predict is team lineup. is this something it's it's a third hmm. game in seven days he made a slight change obviously Tuesday night do you see perhaps him 
mixing up slightly again. Maybe Bright yeah. starts instead of Cal this time. Because that seems to be the chopping change. Think, and then keep the rest, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe bring Sace back in mm. for Indai. Or even maybe even drop Neves. Um, just because he's brought him off for the last couple of games with about 10 to go. I don't want to go back to Bristol, but I'm going to have to. Did anyone else think that Neves had a quiet game? Yeah. yeah. It, it did. And, and I think mm. it, it seems the unthinkable to drop Neves. However, I think there probably is an opportunity to do that and take him out of the firing yeah. line for, for this one. There'll be one or two changes. I was just looking at the, the Forest team, just familiarising myself with it, to be honest. They've got Zach Clough, obviously, who we were linked with some, for some time. Uh, and I'm guessing that's Daryl Murphy. Is it up front? Yeah, for them yes, I think he scored well? the, the the winning goal. So, but that's but, a big but man, then I look at the rest of the it. side, and I think I've looked, you know, look, look, look man the, by uh, man, Jason Cummins. Look, look for the ex Wolves yeah. player in there. Yes, yes, Mr. Mancien. To be fair, I'm yeah. a big. To be fair, the only reason I kind of have a very small soft spot for Nottingham Forest is they can't have a guy called Jack Hobbs who plays for them. <laughs> you don't get many Hobbses <laughs> in football. Just, just saying. No, this is true. So I've, I've, I can, yeah. I can think of Price. I yeah. can think of Hoopers. I can think yeah. of Evans. Uh, no, I, I think yeah. It, in, in in terms of the team, I think there'll be one or two changes. I'll be kind of tempted to keep it the same though. Actually, yeah. Um, I reckon, I, I how do, do we know if Costa? I mean, there was, was a bit say, of spoiler with Costa, wasn't? I was going to say, 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 say the, the wild card is Costa on the bench. On yeah. yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised really if Costa gets a run out against Bristol Rovers. Really, yeah, yeah. Like, yes, that seems right, doesn't it? You might see him on the bench, but it's like Bristol, like Richard alluded to with Bristol City. You looked at the bench and you thought, nothing. That's my concern going forward at the minute. Is there's no. It's almost like when we play bright and Cavs on the bench. If you get into sixty minutes and it's nil nil, you'd be like, okay, well, we've got one trick, of, one more trick of our sleeves yeah. here, and because Cavs again mentioned is so versatile, he can play like if Bartini's having a shocker or Jota or Bright, you could bring him on for any, and it's gonna change it up. Whereas on Tuesday night, Bright came on and it was like, okay. And like he, he just didn't find the pace of the game. You can did just he? you can just tell that some based on where I'm sitting. This is my observation only. You can just tell some people that they don't have much patience with him at the minute. Yeah, with Brian. yeah. He cause, and we all we all know how he plays. We all know the style of how he plays. And we know, we know how he looks when he's on the ball. Yeah. Some people just kind of think that he's playing at half speed, and mm. they want him to do things quicker. And I, I like I re- I do like him. I really do like him, mm. but. Um, I, I thought the right time to take him out of the team was against Millwall and um, I was a bit surprised it was Marshall that come in and not Cav but yeah. Yeah. I just think that when he comes on and we, like say we're chasing a goal sometimes he just he, he, rightly or wrongly his perception of playing kind of riles some fans up yeah. just because I think come on just do something Imagine, quicker do something yeah, quicker yeah, yeah. Mm. it'd be like having Berbatov in your team like he plays at a very certain pace does Brian yeah. and I don't think it's Necessarily a bad thing, but he kind of doesn't usually know. He looks like he doesn't know what he's doing a lot of the time. I mean, he's really selfish, isn't he, on the board? Yeah. I think that's that's the thing. And he's kind of head down, isn't he, and sort of headstrong. Um, but just just mentioning Marshall there, and I thought, well, obviously, I think did he crack the assist? I guess with the corner for the yeah. the last goal. Probably won't start, but you know, God, I'd give him one out on yeah. Tuesday and make sure he gets another night. One good yeah. thing about Marshall has got a great delivery. Yeah, yes. I, assume that, the yes, yes. That, I yes. assume I assume that was the reason why they brought him on yesterday was for set pieces because yeah. they were getting shocked and it's like, right, 
get someone who can find the get someone who can find the six yard box. Yeah. Let's do a again. There's not much you can really preview this game because it's so early mm. on. So let's just do predictions then. What are people thinking of this uh, as, as a Wednesday night? Nottingham mm. Forest versus a uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Adam Price. I'm going to come to you first. I think the goal fest will continue. Ooh. I think we're going to win three one. Three one. Mm-hmm. I like that score line. I do because it means we win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roy, Roy Hoops. We um, I'll go slightly more. Two one to Wolves. Two, two one, one two one. one. Grading back to reality. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for a nice in between of a two nil Wolves. Two nil okay. Wolves. I'm going to um, see Rich's two nil Wolves and equal it with. <laughs> 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 and I'm going to double it for four. I call your two yeah. nil. I think I think it's going to be another two nil. Hopefully, it's just a, a nice, comfortable, relaxing win afternoon. <laughs> just check the score. That's nice, isn't it? Regulation 2-0 win. Yeah. <laughs> so, before we go on to Twitter Corner, I've just remembered, um, did any of you guys get a programme on Saturday? No. I did not. Right. This is probably good. Because, you know how they're doing like your all-time Wolves 11? Are they? Yes. They are, are they? Yes. Of which, we definitely didn't send over a joke one. Yes. <laughs> um, but um, they had someone's um, all-time 11 on Saturday. And it's, a, it's an odd read. So this guy, uh, Roger, whose first game was in 1954 against Watford. So he's been around for a decent... He's watched Wolves through the good and the bad. His team was Burt Williams. Okay, solid choice. Jeff Palmer, um, Bill Shorthouse, Stan Cullis at the back. Fair enough. Solid choices. His midfield consisted of Billy Wright... In midfield? midfield. More more of a defender, personally, but okay. (laughs) Defensive midfielder, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. The other three. Quarterback. The other three. Ruben Neves, Roman Sace, and Connor Ronan. Your all-time Wolves (laughs) eleven. I don't think you can have an all-time eleven of anybody who started the season. (laughs) I don't. don't. He made that much of an impression. Front three of Cavallero, Costa and Steve Ball. Was it, sorry, oh. was his team submitted by was it Mr. Ronan? This, this team was submitted I, by. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen this new now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The bench consisted of uh, Wayne Hennessy. Then it's a bit bizarre as well. Yeah, like, Murray. Yeah, their opinions. Yeah. Right. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't think they are after this next one. Then, it's not your team; it's mine. <laughs> then, then he's got three and one. I don't know if three separate ones, but then he's got Ryan Bennett, Barry Douglas, and Roderick Miranda on the bench. I mean, He's just looked at, at the Brian Bennett hasn't sucks. played a fucking league game, <laughs> Roger. At, at this point, he's just delved into a tombow, hasn't he? Someone's <laughs> yeah. told him you've got to submit the team in three minutes. Uh. <laughs> then, he's got, then he finishes off with Ron Flowers, uh, Peter Broadbent, John Richards. Can you wow. just do a dream 11 just... of, of players from yonder years and now? That's what I get mm. from that. Mad. Yonder years. Yonder years. Like, I don't think we all need to do, oh, who's your Wolves 11 or whatever. But. I don't know what's happened there. Uh, I feel like we need, I need to bizarre, share it with you. It's a frankly bizarre choice. Like, Roger, I'm sorry if you're listening, but... Now, email him and, and well, give us a bit of... Well, I mean, he went, to his, try again. he went to his first game in 54. And he's surely seen a better so defender was... than Ryan Bennett in all <laughs> <Yeah>. that time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> who, could potentially, like, who could potentially be on the bench ahead of him. Yes. <laughs> Right, let's do the final part of the podcast. Twitter corner, everybody. Hooray. Hooray. Uh, you got any good Thank you. <laughs> <I'm ready. laughs> I was going to say, are there any Star Wars related ones and are you oh, going sorry, to be asking Mark. Hang on, hang on. We are going, going into the corner. <laughs> we are going when it's a, a controversial opinion on the podcast, <laughs> it won't work again because he's well, we probably... Got... 
I'm yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, that well we've got the uh, transition music set now. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, obviously, we've had a lot of uh, Star Wars themed questions for uh, this week's Twitter corner, but we're going to start really? with Billy Price, who says, uh, "Your thoughts on the new Wolves FIFA ratings?" Now we sent some mm. screenshots. It's only certain players, but I'll read them out here. Uh, Will Norris sixty one, uh, Bennett sixty nine. But what's interesting is uh, Bonatini and Cavallera both on the same seventy four. Yeah, okay. that's quite good for. Yeah. Um, he doesn't ratings, go, he, unfortunately, he hasn't sent us any other ones, uh, for example. But Conor Ronan's is on a 64, Hall's on 67. We've got the important ones, though, like mm. Will Norris, yeah. haven't we? Yeah. Yeah. Just interested to know what people like was Yotta Wh- and Costa and... Was mm. Big Willie 69? Oh. Oh, dear. What do you think, Mark? Oh, I let myself <laughs> down there, didn't I? That's stabilising the problem, so you can't lock it down. Exactly. <laughs> Cheers. You need to the mic, I think. Okay. I think need to Sorry, what was that? <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, Andy Gillard, our own Andy Gillard, says, um, "How do you like your steak cooked rye? Medium rare, medium rare, same, medium, medium rare. rare, medium rare or medium, depending on what mood." You're, you're not well done, please. Now you're not. I'm medium, right? For example, okay, but it is a well done story because for yeah. years it was well done. Yes, and yes. I didn't know that there was a massive there. taboo about this. Didn't yeah. know. So me and uh, some of my mates went on a, a lads' weekend in, in Berlin. So we go out for one night, we go get a steak, and they all start, all, everyone has a steak. I was like, okay, I'll have mine. So I come last, and I said, I can have a well-done one. And they're like, oh, Dave, you can't order a well-done steak. I was like, what do you Quite mean, don't be silly? So it takes age and age for this steak to come, and they're getting really embarrassed. I was like, oh, I don't care. This is how I want my steak. Anyway, so I had this steak, and all throughout the weekend, they're like, Dave, I just can't believe you've a well-done steak. I was like, I'm not having this. Anyway, so the penultimate night, we found a steakhouse, and they were like, Dave, don't order a well-done steak. I was like, I'm mm. get, if it says on the menu, I can have one, I'm going to have mm. one, fine. Get their menu, says you can have well done. So, right, I'm going to have a well done steak. <laughs> so, we go all around the table. Oh, I come last, and the waiter says, um, So, how would you like the steak? And I said, Well done. And he just stops and looked at, looks at me. It's about this guy, he's German, but he seems mm. to then put an English accent on and goes, <laughs> You what? <laughs> <laughs> I want a well done steak. No, no, you don't. So, yeah, so since, literally since that day, I've never had a well-done Since you were belittled yeah. by yeah. someone. Since you were belittled by my own friends and I was gonna say, people. It feels like you were persuaded more by a complete stranger than you were <laughs> people who have known you for a significant amount yeah. of time. So, I'm now a medium. I started well-done, though. I, I must admit, if we're confessing our sins uh, on, on the table... <laughs> I don't like where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> we start off with steak, they don't know where it ends. Then I went, yeah. then I went to medium and go, now I'm at medium rare. Yeah, so I've, yeah. Uh, I've put that out there. Well done. I just, I just what does Luke say? I'm sorry, he said I'm I'm rare too. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, either that or I'm going to Naboo, one of the two, anyway. <laughs> um, Adam or at Extreme, basically on Twitter. Who in the current Wolves team would would be? Well, who in the current Wolves team would give the best man best best man speech? Ooh, got to be Conor Cody. Oh no, no, so, no, no, no sorry, sorry, yeah. I've got that wrong. Right. Who would who would you want to give? Your best man speech. Again, Connor Cody. See, Connor <laughs> Cody would rip the absolute piss out of you for the best man speech, wouldn't he? He'd be entertaining, though. Yeah, yeah definitely I'll tell you entertaining. What, he can't help just smile at him when know, he's though, interviewed. I, th- I, think he, I think he'd laugh at his own jokes too much. Yeah, I think he wouldn't hear the speech he'd just start laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jay Anderson, it's another Star Wars question. Well, the first one, actually. <laughs> what colour lightsaber would you have if you were fighting the Sith? Now, I would think that generically it would be blue or green. Because that's the good guy ones. I don't buy into the purple. I was going to say, it feels like we could tangent off if we start talking about Mace Windu and purple lightsabers. Yes. We're not careful. <laughs> so, 
I'm just going to say green so we can move on. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Smith out of the current Wolves players who would be in your superhero team. Mm. Who, are you assemb- who are you assembling to a, a, a Wolves superhero team? Define that. So in terms of... And I'm asking you a question and you can't reply back to him now. <laughs> but is, is that a superhero or super team is in a dream team? Or? He just says, out of your current Wolves okay. players, out, out, out of the current Wolves players, who would be in your superhero team? Bowley's a bit of a superhero just yeah. for just yeah. brute strength. Bowley looks like he could be like play Luke Cage. Yeah, you know, Neves could pull off like a Robin. Oh, that's not, that's yeah. not super. That's I'm not sure we've had a similar time question. I think, we're okay. I think you're, yeah, I think he. I think Costa, Bolly, Neves. Yeah, um, Bolly. Well, no, but the superhero is always unassuming one, so it could be Will Norris. Will Norris could be. Yeah. Will Norris sounds like Clark Kent in that way, doesn't it? It's a very <laughs> you know, it, it works with the Gazette. The so, yeah. <laughs> Um, magically, magically, we're back to Star Wars. Which Star Wars character would make the best striker? Hit it to the big man up front. Gonna... Chewbacca. Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Hit it to the big man up front. I was going to say Obi Wan because then you could do an Obi Wan Kenobi nil joke, but yeah, well, we've heard it a lot. I think. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. inundated is the phrase I think we're looking for. Um, Han Solo did the Kessel Run in twelve parsecs, that kind of thing. I'll bear with your knowledge. We, yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> this is, only only this on the basic is, level of Star Wars characters. This is, yeah. Despite yeah. yeah. the fact I turn up today and you've got Star Wars stuff on the table. In, in the living room, I am yeah. such a fraud. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is this going back to the confession yeah. section? Uh, David Lanchui, hopefully I've said that right, or Landuki, I'm sorry, I, I've probably got that what? completely wrong. Um, he's hosting the World Cup on Tatooine in 2022, a good idea. I would say no. Because say Tatooine or Tatooine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's another the fictional one. place, Tatooine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Should we host it in 2022? Why not? Yeah, Cathy yeah. don't deserve it, do they? So pre- Tatooine are clearly their rightful hosts. Mm. Tatooine does get described as like desolate, which yeah, I think it's probably what are the what are the transport links? <laughs> The Ryan Ergo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stephen Brooks, um, if you're having a name printed on a replica shirt, do you prefer having your own surname or a player's name? Ooh. I know some people may not do this, but if you were had to have that choice, are you going for a player or your own surname? Historically, I have had my own yep. name on there, which nowadays would cause confusion because I would have Price on the back mm. and not Jack Price's actual number. Yeah. Yep. So, so do you have to have like a, a dot Price? No, just price. Just price. Just yeah. price. But to be fair, I think Jack Price should have J. Price, just not to be confused with Adam yes. from now on. Just yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is true. <laughs> yeah, this can be easily confused. But I mean, I don't really normally this today. Today, this year is like the first season I bought a replica kit since probably about seven or eight years. So this, this hasn't been a problem or an issue for me for a while. Mm. But I've just I've gone I've gone with no name. I've gone naked gone... on the back. No yeah, name at all. <laughs> This year, no. Uh, Roy, what are you going for? Probably go for my own because I don't want to get too attached to the plan and then they leave. Yeah, (laughs) Rich. See, I was going to say my own name, but I think given the era that we're in in Wolves and this kind of golden age, how we're going to look at it, like to have someone like Nevis on the back of your top and like even if he leaves after a year, but we can go, yeah, but what a year. Um, (laughs) I even saw, this is a weird thing on Twitter I saw during the week, um... I think just before the transfer window closed, a guy at the Emirates in an Arsenal top yes. with Coutinho 8 on the back. 
I do wow. know there, there is someone. I'm not sure what's going on there. There is someone. Um, there is a Wolves fan I know, and I need to get photographic evidence who does have Mendes number one on the back of his oh, top. That's great. I will get. I, like I will get evidence. Uh, final question. When I know he's been wanting to get a mention, uh, Links Wolf has got this conundrum. Which would you prefer, Mark Hamill on the podcast or Wolves in the FA Cup final? And you can't have Mark Hamill in the FA Cup final special. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill on the podcast or Wolves in the FA Cup final what would you it's have it's got to be Wolves in the FA Cup final <laughs> has it <laughs> yes <laughs> mate, mate, maybe Dave, we won't, we won't share it, that same what would know? this podcast be like yeah. if we just had Mark Hamill just on a chair because you don't need Mark Hamill nah. have him here exactly and Nannis won't transfer well because you're listening but I've just realised how much he looks like John Bishop he does oh, yes. Yes. he does this yeah. is true that's what he said at yes. our time to Bristol City. Yes. Yeah. So we're saying we're so not exactly. I, I might be out. Definitely. Okay. So we're saying yes. Wolves FA Cup final. 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 Dave. Yeah. It is FA Cup final. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Well, mm, if sorry. we could interview him, mm. just yeah. like not a podcast, because I think we'll be going. So, um, Mark, what do you think of uh, Doty the weekend? Who? <laughs> right, I'm going to wrap up there because it's saying low battery for yes. and I want to make sure we get this all in. So thank you very much for listening. Thanks to our sponsors, Hill and Smith Limited, and thanks to Opera Creative. Uh, follow us all week on social media. Just type in the Wolves Fancast and you'll probably find us there. And we'll be back next week to look at the games against uh, Nottingham Forest and Bristol Rovers, of course, in the FA in the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup fourth round. Uh, it's been an interesting few days for Wolves Fancast, to say the least. We'll be out the media sphere now. Until another, until another celebrity pops until, up until, in our eyesight. Until you find the next celebrity to send yeah. a tweet to. We're in Sagabusi. We're coming for you. <laughs> um, and also, as I say, keep an eye on our social media channels. Big fancast news coming in the next few days. Hopefully you will like it. But for this week, it's bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Rye. Bye. Bye from Rich. Quick shout-out to my friend Joe Steer, who I've been meaning to shout-out on the show for a while who listens every week. In Batteries gone. Field. See ya. <laughs> bye. bye everyone else and Joe. And it's boy from me. I'm not going to do a Star Wars pun. But see, hang on. Hang on. Let's, let's give Mark Hamill. Okay. Let's give Mark Hamill the, the final word. word right up to the microphone, please. Okay. Mark Hamill, sign off the podcast. Big moment. I can't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>